All right, everybody, welcome to the Let It Fly show. We are recording this live at Hale Varsity Club in La Vista. It's brought to you by Omaha Steaks. I am Michael Severe. And this guy next to me over here, Josh Jones, former Creighton Blue Jay. We are recording right after Nebraska beats Creighton by 10. Let me ask you this, Josh. What year were you born? 1989, brother. The last time Nebraska won in Omaha during the regular season was 1995. You were a six-year-old pup. Wow. The last time this happened. Wow. This is not how we expected not at all. the first Let It Fly show to go. Not at all. No way in the world. You were there. Tell us what happened, man. Well, um, Nebraska played their game, and we were off ours. As simple as that. Yeah. You know, uh, to me, I feel like, um, I mean, it's great. anytime you got a target on your back, you got to kind of take the wins with the losses. So yeah. uh, Nebraska came to play, and we weren't prepared for our game today. That's how I see it. The show will be not just Creighton. We're going to talk Nebraska. We'll talk football. We'll talk basketball, local right. sports, recruiting, and everything. Um, but with this show following right after Nebraska Creighton, we'll talk a lot of that, obviously. Yep. Arthur Kaluma will join us. Yep. Uh, Creighton Forward, tell us more about the game as well. But when you look at that, how much do you think it was Texas beating Creighton twice? Because, I mean, that was a game that I think you know, Creighton shot poorly against Texas. Right. They lost that game. I'm sure they thought they should have won that game. Right. Then you turn around and lose the next one. How much do you think it was a product of them losing to Texas twice? Uh, I, th I think that matters more for the simple fact that uh, there's more. I mean, the in-state rivalry is always fun. Yeah. I mean, to do. But that's, I mean, that's kind of like, um, that, that's, not the, that's not the agenda. I mean, that's just somebody in the way of our ultimate goal. Yeah. Um, losing to Texas twice, for me, matters so much more for the fact of, those wins down the road prepare us as a team for what we're preparing for, but it yeah. also, on our resume, you know, um, like it's, it's just like a, a stain on it now. Yeah. I mean, it matters a lot. Yeah, and I mean, and Nebraska may end up having a good season. For sure. Get their RPI where it's not as bad of a loss. Right. But the expectation yeah. was that this would be a blowout. Exactly. I mean, we've seen three or four times at halftime. Right. Oh, heck, forget that. We've seen three or four times the first media timeout. Right. Creighton's up 10, 15 points against right. Nebraska. In this situation, you get to halftime, Nebraska's got a three-point lead. Creighton <laughs> turned the ball over eight times in the right. first half, shooting poorly. Yep. Can you, can you point to one uh, thing about the way they're playing right now that's leading to the way they're shooting? Yeah. Um, sometimes when, when, you, when you miss, it, it becomes psychological. Sure. You know, everybody going on shooting slumps. I'll use some, a personal uh, example for myself. Uh, when I played for Mac, I want to say my sophomore year, uh, I was three for 16 in the first five games, just from three in general. Mm -hmm. And psychologically, every time I was open for a three, I just kept thinking about, wow, I missed like the last five, last six. Oh, yeah. You know, and it's kind of one of those things where, like, um, you just get in your own head. And I think that's um, uh, it's also more tough when the identity of Creighton is the three-point shot, you know. Um, so, like, when our secret weapon and our greatest asset is a liability, you kind of live and die by it. So, uh, we're just in a shooting slump right now, man. Yeah, and let's it, give some credit to Nebraska. For they sure. Played, they played really good defense, played very physical. Definitely. Um, Sam Griesel was just no, amazing. No doubt. Yeah. Played so well. And I thought, like I wrote down before the game started, the key to the game was Kalkbrenner versus Derek Walker. A, yeah, Whoever got the best of that right. I thought would win the game, or at least that would keep it close. Exactly. Derek Walker played amazing. I mean, he, he played great. I mean, like I a grown man. Yeah, I was watching him before the game, and uh, his mentality, 
mentality the entire time was he was thinking about the ranking, the number. He was thinking about the rivalry. But he's also, most importantly, thinking about that personal matchup. Yeah. And he wanted to make a statement. I talked to Eric Strickland a little bit before the game, and uh, he was like, watch this. Yeah. And, he, and we left it at that. And, what uh, I mean, the results of it was, was the game. I mean, and – Yes, uh, we did lose to Nebraska. It's like there's two f- sides of the coin. You can see it from one side. Oh, Creighton was off. Mm-hmm. You got to credit Nebraska, you like you to. said. You Nebraska to. played their game. I mean, for the season, if you think about it, they weren't that far off from their field goal average, wasn't far that, that far off from their free throw average. Yeah. And the and all-world confidence just from the rivalry, I mean, that's just icing on the cake. Points in the paint, 44 for Nebraska. That was just lack of effort from Creighton. I mean, Nebraska is Nebraska, and they play hard, but, I yeah. mean, I was there. Yeah. And I just kind of feel like um, Nebraska has had that momentum. Shots weren't falling. We wasn't flowing within our, you know, typical, not just our off- offense, but, you know, what we want to play off of. And, um, you know, I mean, our, we just, I don't know. I'm not, we didn't give up. We just didn't play to our full potential. Yeah, Nebraska, as I mentioned, it's a long time since this has actually been a real rivalry. Right. Uh, Creighton won 10 of the last 11 of these, so it hasn't been that way. It's the biggest win under Fred Hoiberg. Yes. Even though he won two games against ranked teams last year at the end of the year, this is obviously the biggest one yes. where Creighton's ranked. How does Mac turn this around? Uh, Coach Mac turns it around simply by, uh, I mean, obviously you watch film, but I yeah. mean, I don't really think it comes down to shots. I just think it comes down to the will to win. I mean, Having a will and a passion to achieve your goal beyond controlling uh, versus not controlling, like, what happens with the basketball guys or the yeah. shots falling, that is what you can key on. So Mac is going to go back to effort, yeah. but he will say one thing, and I am going to encourage all the Creighton fans to do not get discouraged. We were playing our game. We weren't hitting shots, yeah. but I think we got to make a little more adjustments. We got to get Brenner more confident. Go to him more. Mm-hmm. You know, get him the ball more when we're not hitting our shots for sure. Play inside out off of him, and I think we'd be fine. For the people who were at the game, I think one of the big keys was every time Creighton had a three that was open right. that I think would have gone in, the place would have went nuts. Oh, my gosh. And, and every time it didn't go in, then it kind of like got yeah, quieter. Yeah, right. I mean, even listening on the TV, you never got that explosion of exactly. excitement. They didn't hit one of those threes, yeah. and then it could have changed the momentum. Right. I, I, and, I, and also, optimistically, it's good to lose now. Uh, especially in the fashion that we lost. It's never good to lose, Josh. You know? I mean, I'll tell you, bro, it's never, it, ever good to hey, lose. At, <laughs> hey, ask Gonzaga when they played uh, Baylor in the championship game. Okay. You know, like, sometimes losing early would teach you how to win. Right. True champions are born in the midst of adversity. Sure, yeah. Talking to a person with three open heart surgeries yeah. and all those yeah. type of yeah. great things. So if I am putting my identity and stamp on the Coach Mac that I played for, mm-hmm. who I know hasn't changed, uh, he's going to build off of this loss. Yeah, well, failure's the greatest teacher. I'm with you on that. Yeah, amen. But I'm going to tell you right now, it's never good to lose. No, you're right, though, bro. <laughs> you're never good to lose, man. You're right about that. Because all yeah. you're thinking about for the next two, three, four days, yeah. and we're not going to see this team again until Vegas. I know, man. We're going to see them in Vegas, good competition in Vegas. Exactly. They've got to get this fixed mentally. they got to yeah. get it fixed, obviously, on the court. For sure. There's a lot of work ahead of them. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. If you were in that locker room, would you key on certain things such as, like, like, not necessarily go away from your identity of three-point shooting. Would yeah. you, like, try to build another strength, like driving the ball more, or would you just stick to your guns? What would Bruh, you do? I'd be throwing trash cans. I, I'm a, Mac is a pretty, to me, I mean, I don't get to see him in the locker room. Yeah, for sure. But I think him as being pretty controlled. Yeah. After those two games, I'd right. be throwing trash cans, bro. Oh, my I'm like, God. We, we got to, somebody's got to get this fixed. It, we're the only ones in this room. 100%. And we're going to get it fixed. 100%. You know, I, that's what I feel. That's yeah. what I want. And that's right. how, see, some people – 
players, you know this. Some right. players are really good when you you. Hey man, it'll be I okay. Know, I, be right. I, I, yeah, I yell yeah. at me. Yeah, I'm that well, guy. I was in the military. I'm, I'm yell, at, yell at me. Yeah, Get in my face. Too. That's yeah, what I exactly. want, right? Yeah, I'm and so that I, that's too. what I think. Yeah. I like to see. I'd yeah, like for to sure. see some yelling at somebody. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. You know? So that's what I think. Yeah, I yeah. agree. And and to be honest, trash cans were thrown, man. <laughs> trash cans were thrown. <laughs> I know Coach Mack. <laughs> yeah. You know, but then it was cleaned up, and he stick with his guys. He would rather lose with the guys on that roster versus go find anybody else. Yeah. And so to me, honestly, it just comes from within. You know, it's a. It's, it's, it's not about um, going away from anything that we failed at tonight. It's about staying consistent, being, staying true to who you are in identity and yeah. kind of building, some, build, building other strengths. And this is the last thing I'll say about it. Our bench, we got to step up. I know. I'm going to be honest. I feel well, like – Farabello had a good game. Oh, he for led, sure. He led him in scoring. Yeah, yeah. no, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, I think, and I think for the most part the bench guys, um, they kind of know what their, like, roles are in identity – but um, I just know that down the stretch in the future, there's a lot of times we're going to have to lean to our bench guys like a starter. Right. We need that more from our bench. We're going to continue the conversation. We'll bring up Arthur Kaluma if we can and get him up here. I just want to tell you that Let It Fly Show, brand new podcast. We're doing it live today here at Hale Varsity Club. Yep. Since 1917, Omaha Steaks has been a proud food service provider of many iconic and legendary restaurants, especially in the Omaha area. We appreciate them being a part of this as well. Yep. Um, we really appreciate them. And let me tell you, there'll be some really good menu items at the Let It Fly bar when it opens up. When that facility opens, that sports bar opens up, the food's going to be amazing. Right. And a lot of it's going to be a product of Omaha Steaks. So we appreciate them being a part of this as well. A lot of other stuff going on, not just creating, obviously, not a lot of stuff. But today, we got the college football playoff rankings coming oh, out. Man. Right. And people always get so <laughs> upset, and they get so upset where people are ranked and everything. Do you feel good about it? Do you feel I, good about You do? know what? I honestly do feel good. Um, so uh, shout out Coach Ice, um, my father in law. He's a huge. Michigan fan. Oh. He's from the east side of Detroit, man. Man. And all we hear is Michigan this, Michigan Big that. blue, huh? Yeah. yeah. And for, for Michigan to be back, for Georgia to play as well as they are, TCU I'm impressed with, yeah. and uh, Ohio State. I think we're – I mean, you can kind of pinpoint who you feel like may be in a national championship, but the way that uh, TCU is playing, despite of uh, Ohio State losing to Michigan, mm-hmm. outside of those uh, – you know, I'll give respect to Georgia, but everybody else I feel like it's – you don't, you don't know. You yeah, know? I think that's the tier. I think Georgia is yeah. here. It's a drop-off to Michigan. Then it's a drop-off to yeah. TCU, then maybe even That's why I said we kind of kind of know. But yeah. I'm excited for it, man. College yeah. football is back. It was a credible weekend. It yeah. really was. I mean, you had upsets. Yeah, Utah early on, USC on Friday night. Right. USC had every opportunity. Oh, Caleb Williams God. had a chance to win the Heisman, and they had a chance to get into the college football playoff. I know. And then all of a sudden it's all gone. Boom. Because a guy like Cameron – you were talking about failure is the greatest. I said that, and you were talking about why it's – you know. When you fail, you have a chance to right, 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 for sure. Cam Rising went to Texas. Right. It did not work out. Nope. It just didn't. He's like, I got to go someplace else. Yeah. He goes to Utah four years later. Right. I mean, look what he did against USC. Exactly. It's, it shows you, man, right. stick with it. Exactly. And that's why I'm trying to tell you I get nervous for those teams that are undefeated, man, because when you don't know how to lose, it's almost one of those things where it's like, um, you know, like you, you, you – Sometimes you got to make adjustments on the fly, but it's easier to make those when you've been through something. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you, know, you know, what does Mike Tyson always say? Everybody's got plans. Until they get punched, punched in the mouth. In the mouth yep. And it, that's a big part of it, surely. Yeah. Come on around. Yeah. So, like, I, I look at it, I look at it in this situation. So, I know a lot of people were saying, well, maybe Ohio State should be in the three spot. Maybe T shoes should drop down to four. Yep. You cannot have the rematch of Ohio State and Michigan. Nah, you can't. After nah, the way it can't. went, you couldn't do it. Nah. So, this is, this is the best way to do it. Exactly. Joining us now on the set, Arthur Kaluma, Creighton Blue Jay Forward. Put, the, you, put those on, bro. Yeah, you can put, put the headphones on. on. 
joining us here after the game. Sprint it over here, man. Did you? You guys didn't break any laws, did you? Coming no. over here? No. <laughs> Wait, hey, when, when some, I told you, man, when Mac throwing trash cans, everybody talking about get it. <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, it was, it's a rough loss. Uh, to kind of walk us through the game and, and uh, the way it felt. Uh, man, we just came out there. We didn't have the energy that we needed to. I mean, they had a great grand plan coming in. Uh, we just couldn't get it done today. But, you know, it's something that we could, like, look forward to working on when we get back to practice, something that's going to help, like, fuel us to be better. And... That's all we can hope for. For sure. Hey, for me, man, um, definitely as a, f- a former athlete, you know, there's a lot of former athletes out there. You're but still an f- athlete, bro. Yeah. It's okay. You're ah, still an nah, athlete. Nah, man. Let me tell you what. I, <laughs> hey, when I, the reason why I say former is because of the, the greatest thing I'm good at now is running my mouth. There you go. If that was if hey, that sport, that, I'll be a champ. It's, a it's, it's still a muscle. Go ahead. Yeah, no, yeah. but honestly, man, uh, just for the people out there, um, kind of talk to them about, like, as a player, um, after a loss, any loss, but specifically a loss like this, where do you go from here as, as an individual? How do you di- digest this? Uh, I mean, after a big loss like this, you know, the best thing is to look at it for what it is. Yep. You know what I mean, don't make excuses for yourself or for, like, anybody on your team. Like, we have to get better. And that's got to be the mindset going into this coming in practices. Like, yep. We have to get better. There's things that we have to work on and things that we have to – keep succeeding at it. We can't deviate from that. Yeah, that's, that's good. The reason why I ask that is because, um, you know, fans are going to be the fans, you know, and um, everybody got their perspective of how they see things. But sometimes I think it's always great to hear the mindset of the player to know that you're trying to work it out yourself too. So I can appreciate that, definitely. Arthur Kaluma joining us here on the Let It Fly show uh, at Hell Varsity Club. Do you think you guys had recovered completely from the loss to Texas? before you played this game? Because sometimes they think when you get a big loss, it can beat you twice. How much do you think, was there any leftover at all, hangover from Texas? No, not at all. I mean, we got to take each game at a time, you know what I'm saying? You can't be holed up on one play or the play that happened before. You always got to keep looking forward to, like, the next play, next play. And we just couldn't pull it together tonight. I mean, I wouldn't attribute it to Texas, although they had a great game plan coming in as well. Just keep going on to the next one. How do you fix the shooting? We were talking about it earlier. I mean, you got practice, you keep shooting. But, I mean, that's really been a struggle the last two games. I mean, we got a team full of great shooters. I yeah. mean, I'm not really too worried about the shooting. It really did affect us in these couple games. But, uh, I mean, the thing of, that separates good shooters and great shooters is their ability to keep shooting even when it's Shooters need in. shots, man. Shooters I told you. Shooting shooting until you miss. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. That's, a, that's an honest answer, man. We appreciate yeah. that. Um, um, was the rivalry, like, did that got, get to you guys at all? Or do you think we were um, – I say we because as a former player, but do you think you guys were just off of your game? We were just off our game. I wouldn't say that the rivalry had anything to do with it. For sure. I mean, it was an off night for us, and that's two off nights in a row. So yeah. now we just got to look forward to fixing it. What did Coach Max say after the game to you guys? Uh, I mean, told us not to lose our heads. I mean, there's always going to be stuff between, you know, Creighton and Nebraska because sure. we've been beating them for such a long time. But uh, – <laughs> Man, just on to the next one for real. I mean, that's all we can do. We can't really dwell on it. Right. I think one big shot, like one of the threes that were missed, because that crowd was ready to go. You could tell. Yeah. You could just feel it. They were ready to explode, and you couldn't hit that one big three. I think that's what's missing. If you'd hit that one big three, maybe that could have changed all the momentum in the game. I mean, definitely. I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs in the game like yeah. this. But, uh, man, it was. We got to look at it for what it was. We just didn't hit any shots. Yeah. Tell us what you th- – I mean, obviously, the fan base is amazing. 
it is every time you guys are at home. You go on the road to Maui and there's all the blue there. Just tell us your feelings about the fan base overall since you've been here. I mean, yeah, the fan base has always been great to us. I mean, we always get the CHI packed almost every single time we play. I mean, man, we got great fans. Yeah. I mean, they're always there to support us. I mean, we couldn't pull it out to the, for them today. But look forward to the next game. What's the next couple of days practice-wise and stuff for you guys? You got a little break. Uh, we got an off day tomorrow, but uh, we're going to get right back to it on Tuesday and really start to play, prepare for Vegas. Yeah. Arthur, we appreciate it, man. Thanks for swinging by. Thank yeah, you. man. Arthur Coloma. Appreciate uh, you, bro. They, they struggle Make a little bit noise. tonight. Make but, uh, some noise. Like you said, you keep shooting. Eventually, you're going to make them. That's how it works. Yeah. Hey, appreciate it, man. Thank you for coming through. Um, it's funny. When he was talking, you could tell you hear that message so much from Mac, yep. and it sticks with you. Yep. I could hear Mac saying that in the press conference. Yeah. No, right? it's So it, just, it sticks with you if your coach tells you the same thing over and over again. Yeah, it's just a matter of you knowing who you are. I mean – these guys went from preseason workouts to preseason practice to the games. And uh, by now, I think the team got his identity. We just got to work through it. Like I said, I went three for 16. Yep. And let me tell you how that season finished. Tell me. I was 10th in the, in the league in threes. So, so shoot, shooters need shots, man. Yeah. I think uh, I want to say Doug or Rocky was first. Uh, then the other one was second. Managai was like fifth, and I was 10th. So. Man, that team could shoot, man. Man. That team, that team was incredible shooters. We, we mentioned earlier, uh, eventually this show will be coming from the Let It Fly Sports Bar. Yep. And that's going to be down in the Capitol District. Slated to open Memorial Day. Let me tell you about it. 350 seats, 10,000 square feet right near CHI right. Uh, Health Center, of course. Uh, it's going to have a little glass-enclosed podcast studio. So you'll be able to, just like this, but glass. Just think of us kind of like we're over at the Henry Dorley Zoo, and we're just a couple <laughs> of animals inside. You're just watching us, and it'll be like that, and yeah. it'll be set up, and it'll be great, and uh, I think it'll be awesome. Yeah. What, what, tell me what you expect from the show. Uh, honestly, man, I just uh, expect for the show. I, was, I expect people to tune in. You know? Okay, all right. Because, we got to uh, give them a reason. What's the reason? Yeah, the reason is this, man. Um, I think um, perspective, um, you know, just hearing you in a lot, a lot in the past and just for myself – you know, tons of sports fans around the city just ask me all types of questions yep. about sports. I kind of mentioned this um, about a week ago. Um, I think what they can expect is just authenticity. I think they can expect for us not to shy away from any topic and uh, always keep it real. Sounds good. We're going to talk a little about Matt Rule and what he's been doing the last couple of days going around the state, um, getting to that. Also, how rumors can really get out of control. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, as a veteran myself, um, I love to see veterans getting honored. Right. And that is something you see at a lot yep. of the home games. Uh, John Barry Jr. is going to join us from Barry Law. He's going to come up, and we're going to talk more about what they do with the Mission Service Award. Uh, had one given out today. Teresa Domeyer, uh was given out. She is from the National Guard, and she's one of the highest-ranking wow. females in the National Guard and in the military, in the Army overall. And uh, he's going to join us now to talk more about what they do and why this is important to you. John, how are you doing? Great, great. Thanks so much for having me. We appreciate you taking the time. Why did you guys decide to start doing this? Well, I'm a veteran. My father, who started our firm, is a Vietnam veteran. I was in Iraq and Bosnia. And uh, we wanted to let heroism take over. You know, athletes are heroes, yeah. right? right? Soldiers are heroes. And people can be heroes in their community. But what happens, you know, after the athlete's season's over, after the career's over, for the veteran that retires, yeah. we want to give them that opportunity to come back. And, and be recognized as well. And so for me, it's, it's one of those things where I get to be a hero to my heroes. Get them out in front of the crowd. That's awesome. Let yeah. them see them, you know, and, and really give them that opportunity uh, to be recognized. But also for the younger members, you know, in our society to say, wow, yeah. there's a hero. There's someone, there's someone you should look up to. So see them on the court. 
see them in uniform, but, but those role models, I think that we have to take the time to recognize them, whether it's athletes, veterans, but people that go up and beyond. There's something about our society that says, you know what, don't give it to me, I'm gonna come take it. Right. And uh, you know, being a soldier, that's what it's all about. Yeah. Being an athlete, yeah, that's no, what it's sure. all about. Yeah, Nobody's yeah. gonna give you the win, you You're gotta right. go earn it. And yeah. exactly. same thing in the military. Yeah, you know, we're, we're obviously a volunteer service and the numbers continue to drop. Young people aren't signing up like they were before. What can we do? I know one way is to show them these heroes on the court, but what can we do to, to get that enrollment up? Yeah, I mean, it's been bad, right? I mean, look at the fiasco in Afghanistan, yeah. right? And for a lot of my, you know, uh, brothers and sisters, that was devastating because they helped build that community up and to see us just pull out. And what does that say to our, to our team, right? Hey, yeah, you did something, but... Yeah. And, and I think that that's been problematic. So what we need to do to get them back, I think, is to celebrate those heroes, say, come on back, we have your back, we have your six, and by the way, when you're done serving, we want you to continue to serve yeah. your communities. It's all voluntary, yeah, right? For yeah. sure. you got to raise that hand, take that oath, and when the service is over, I mean, they still want to be on a team, just like us. I, yeah. I, played, I played football in college. I, yeah, you still you want, see, yeah, right. you still want yeah, the you team, got that drive. Yeah. and you want the purpose and right. the mission. And you know, we need to give that to them, and we need to show the young people in our country, hey, do the things that you want to do, yeah. and, and you can serve your community, whether yeah. you're playing sports or in the military, and afterwards. And I think, but the first step, right, is, is being in that competitive environment. Like I said, whether you're serving the military, yeah. whether, you're serving in, whether you're playing sports, and really getting competitive, and then give back to the community. And obviously, you know, coaches, great coaches, yeah. they make sure that you give back, no, and, and sure. it's important. Yeah, yeah, and no, I, I agree. Um, I always say that how do – how, how shall I put it? Um, competency creates culture. Just, mm-hmm. to, just, just, to under, yeah. Yeah, just the understanding of you knowing what's going on and the, the, the way that you guys are trying to create that visibility. Just, it's, not, it's not always about knowing about it, but when you're actually there, you know, and you got the presidents, that creates that competency, which creates the culture. So I support what you're doing, and I think that the long haul just – you, with the passion, I can hear the passion, I can see the passion. I just really feel like it's something that's going to be expound on in our community. I think we're going to have more volunteers step up, which ultimately will have more people like you. You're a great, great role model, great guy, 100%. Thanks. And I always say, Peter Drucker always said, culture eats strategy for breakfast. Yeah. Yes, it does. There you go. Yeah, yes, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. John Barry joining us from Barry Law. Thanks um, so much. Yeah. Well, no, hold on, leave that a second. I would, so give me a couple stories about some of the people that you brought down and, and, uh, and brought down to the, the court and, and got them, you know, saluted by the fans. Give me a couple of stories of those people. Well, I mean, it's so we have a national veterans law practice that my father started. So we represent about uh, 10,000 veterans nationwide. So we've got to hear everything from the World War II veterans to the Korean War veterans to the yeah. Vietnam veterans. Mm. And so there's been quite a few, uh, but this latest, uh, Teresa Domeyer, I served with her in Iraq. Oh, wow. And yeah, she's the highest ranking female uh, command chief warrant officer, first in the state and then nationally in the, in, in the uh, National Guard Bureau. So she is uh, one of those, you know, when you're a leader and you yeah. have a, a subordinate who just kills it, yeah. right, yeah. And, and just takes, <laughs> I mean, that's the greatest feeling in the world. It's like if you're a father and your yeah. son scores, scores right. a goal or does oh, something right. great, it's just, so we've had, we've had so many of those. So some of them have been uh, 
individuals that we knew or stories that we heard. And someone says, you've got to honor this person. Right. And usually there's a personal connection. I served with him in Afghanistan or I served with her in Iraq. And so we hear from the people who make the nominations. We hear those stories and it just it blows our mind. We're like, well, why is this story not out there in the public? Why are we not sharing the good news? Right. We always hear the bad news. Oh, things right. go bad. Yeah. And believe me, as a lawyer, we do have a lot of bad stuff. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, man, it is great to share the good news. I think when, when service members go above and beyond and do something phenomenal, we absolutely need to recognize them, especially, once again, Back, you know, when you're in service and you get the, the medal or the ribbon, it's great. Right. But being recognized, I think, in front of your community is something entirely different. Oh, 100%. Yeah. 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 For me, um, growing up in North Omaha, you know, being able to go play college basketball at Creighton and do things beyond such as this show here today, um, I just like to be the example of if I can do it, you can do it. So it just means yeah. that much more from somebody coming from where you're from. So, I mean, I hear it and see the passion, man. Like, and, I, and what's funny is I was talking to Al Lopez about um, um, having a segment on our show mm-hmm. about giving flowers. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. And it's just a concept of us just shining light, showing appreciation to those who are actually doing something yep. and are not recognized. And so, like... You got a lot of flowers to give out, man, with the 10,000 veterans and things like that going yep. on. That's amazing. Well, we want to teach our kids, right? Yeah, for sure. Honor people, respect yeah, people, give, sure. them, give them their due. And yeah. uh, I think that that spreads, the, I, that spreads the good news. No, it does. There's a lot of negativity, but like I said, there's a lot of veterans, there's a lot of athletes, a lot of heroes out there. Right. And heroism is infectious. Yep. And yeah. so we want to spread it, and we want to get those good stories out there. Yeah, yeah. heroes don't wear capes. They wear combat boots. Yep. Um, before we let you go, like your father – Vietnam vets didn't get the recognition. Finally, in Nebraska, we are. We're building the Nebraska Vietnam Veterans Memorial in Papillion right now. It'll Amazing. be done next year. Um, we'll be able to honor all of those, those men and women that served that really didn't get the treatment they should have gotten, the welcome home they should have gotten. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, me too. You know, when I, I came home to parades after Bosnia, yes, after yeah. Iraq, oh, wow. right. you know, my father and his, uh, you know, his peers were spat on, yeah. you know, and, and yeah. told they were baby killers in the airports, right? I mean, yeah. when they came home. They couldn't even have their uniforms on when they came home. Tough. Right. Yeah. And the, the way the American people treat us now when we come home is so much different. So yeah. it's, a, the, it's a great culture change, but we do need to step back and say thank you to our Vietnam veterans. We can never say it enough. Yeah. John, we really appreciate it. My honor. Thank you so much, John. Yeah, thank, thank you, much, you man. John from Barry Law. Yeah. Again, it's the Mission Service Award given out during Creighton home games. It is really cool. And, and like I said about the, the Nebraska Vietnam Veterans Memorial, we, you're talking hundreds of thousands oh, of yeah. folks, and, and they're passing away now. Right. And we'd love to get them recognized, Definitely. obviously, while they're still – get their flowers get while them. they can. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah, that's happening, so I'm pretty excited about that. Uh, switching gears a little bit. Yep. Matt Rule has been – all over the state Matt Rule. since he uh, since he became the head football coach. We saw him in North Omaha. We saw him right. on the west side. We saw, we saw him at Scott's Bluff yeah. getting on a plane out there, then getting in the car, going over to Pierce right. uh, to visit Ben Bramer, who is a, a heck of a wide receiver tight end um, over at Pierce. Tell me this, because you've seen this before. <laughs> yep. The last couple of coaches that have been here haven't been great at getting guys from the Metro. Right. What, what do you need? What kind of coach do you need to go in the Metro to, give, to convince those kids who are leaving and going to other places like Oklahoma to come here? Uh, first, you need a coach who understands what the talent is inside of the Metro. Heck yeah. You know, I was blessed to be able to play, you know, stay home, play yeah. at Creighton. But from a football perspective, uh, honestly, what I have not seen in the past and uh, – you know, one of my childhood best friends is Niles Paul. Yeah. And um, he and I always talk about uh, one thing that he hasn't seen uh, outside of himself is 
Nebraska football coaches just showing interest on what's going on in the Metro in general. Yeah. I don't know what it's about. I don't know why. Yeah. Uh, but um, our in-state talent is just as good as the players who come from out of state. Sure. And uh, for me, uh, I thought it was a plus. Matt Rule did something different that nobody else has done. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just going to the different places, pulling up in North Omaha. That was big, yep, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the Nebraska fans also want to win, man. So sure, yeah. that's cool to pull up. How, <laughs> how how don't how how would the fans not know you're just doing that because that's what you're supposed to do? Right. Or are you really recruiting talent? Only listen, time will tell. Listen, Lincoln High's principal tweeted out, I'm glad they found our address. Hmm. The last two coaches had sent no one to that school. Man. No one to the school. Well, yeah. It's, so you got Scott, which is a good B-sized school. Right. Coached by a former Husker. Right. And they've never sent a coach over there to look at any of their talent. I mean, it's, it's, it's mind-boggling. And it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, you can't really knock the alumni because I know a lot of guys who play for Nebraska, and yep. they're all tight-knit, you yep. know. Yep. But um, honestly, I just feel like the time is now. You know, yeah. like uh, there's a lot of talent. There's no way that you have talent like you got at uh, Bellevue West. That Gretna Westside State Championship game, game, I was glued. That was a great game. I was yep. glued to that game. I mean, for the simple fact that a kicker has to kick, five, uh, what is it, five field goals mm-hmm. to get an uh, offer, yep. you know, says yeah. something about what, what yeah. we're doing wrong. He had, a, he had an offer, and it was a walk-on offer. It wasn't what – this is a kid who kicked a 57-yard field goal right. during the season. But how, 57 But how yards. don't you see talent? I don't you know. know. Well, the starting quarterback for Gretna is not going to Nebraska. Which and is this crazy. is a guy since he was – Zane Flores, since he was a sophomore. Wait, well, hold on. He's an all-time leading passer? I watched him since he was a sophomore, and he was good as a sophomore. <sighs> he got better as a junior, and no one Man. decided to offer him. And now he's going to Oklahoma State. Which is tough. Which is, you know, it's a great passing program. He's yeah. going to be successful yeah, there. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, but, I feel great I mean, for him, but he but, should be at Nebraska. But just no place like home. And that's exactly right. the point. Yeah. I mean, there's so, so – so much talent. I yeah. give you another guy, um, Xavier uh, Watts. Xavier Watts went to Notre Dame. Yeah, went to yep. Notre Dame. That's yep. another guy. I mean, yep. the list goes on. Yep. I, but um, kudos to Matt Rule. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. And maybe, how about this? We might have to go above him and say, Trev Albers, maybe he's setting the president of the new culture. Mm. You know, maybe, maybe one of the things he said was, we have to recruit our in-state talent. Maybe... He knows what's going on, actually, you know, just the little birdies, you know, in yeah, the air. Yeah. You know, maybe he talked to him and said, hey, one of the first agenda items we need from you mm-hmm. is to pivot the culture. Yeah. You need to go look in our own city. I'll tell you, I go – so I go to high school games. I usually try to go yeah. to at least one a weekend. I go a lot of West Side once it's kind of close to where I live. Right. But you'd go to these games and you'd see no Husker coaches there. No, not at all. When Mickey took over as the interim coach. Right. Every game I went to, there was somebody from Oscar. Yeah. Whether it was the special teams coach or right. it was an assistant offensive line coach or Mickey Joseph was there himself yeah. or Barrett Rude. Right. They were at all those games. Right. And that has to tell the coaches that right. you're interested in them. It tells the players you're interested right. in them. I just don't understand why it didn't happen before that. I got a question for you. Yeah. From a recruiting standpoint, um, I know there's a certain type of caliber of culture that as a university and program that you don't want to go outside of. Sure. But let's keep it real. Back in the day when Coach Osborne was playing, a lot of guys on his rosters had personal and private issues that they were going through. Sure, yeah. But he, I think what made him great and what made our program great was him actually not really caring about the talent more than he cared about the kid. He did. I mean, that's a big part of of what he did. One of the the greatest things that Tom Osborne ever did was as an evaluator. Yeah. He could go watch a kid – 
play. Here's a great example. So Neil Smith, okay. one of the greatest pass rushers in Nebraska history, great NFL player as well. Neil Smith was in New Orleans at 35 High School playing basketball. Hmm. And Coach Osborne saw him play basketball and said, you know, we should offer this kid. Oh, my gosh. And Jack Pierce is like, I don't offer basketball. You're like, no, no, as a football player. Right. This guy can become a great football player. And, and that's what, he had an eye. Yeah. And a lot of his assistants had right. eyes. And that's the one thing that Matt Rule has proven. You look at wherever he was. When he was at Temple, right. they went like 15 years with only like five guys drafted. Right. While he was there, they had 11 guys drafted. Exactly. He went on to Baylor. Same right. thing. Stretch with nobody get drafted. Right. This past draft in 2022, six guys right. got drafted. He has an eye for talent. Right. Coaches that coach him up, and that's yeah. the big difference here. Yeah, that's I what they need and, to happen. And I don't really think he's a um, – I think he's more of a collegiate coach than he, than he uh, is yeah. a pro coach. Look, man, I got you a know? list of guys who decided that, that they wanted to try the NFL and it failed. <laughs> yeah. And most of them didn't last but the that, whole season. Exactly. And that doesn't mean you're a good coach. Maybe, maybe his niche is just college football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you know man, they, you, can, you have all these sayings and things you do when you're in college and a way of rah-rah mentality. Right. A lot of pros don't want to hear that. No. They don't want to hear that exactly. from you. Exactly, yeah. They do their own thing. Exactly. So it, makes, it makes it different. Right. I, I do want I brought Mickey Joseph up earlier. Yeah. And uh, obviously we all know what's, what's happened and, and what's happened with Mickey, um, accused of both strangulation and domestic violence uh, against a, a female party at his house. Right. Um, and then, but – I want to talk about the rumors and, and what happens on social media and what happened across the city over the course of those probably 12 or 18 hours. And I'm right. sure a lot of people read them and saw right. them. And I'm telling you right now, when, you, when you're on Twitter, right. you've got to take half of it with a grain of salt and the other half ignore completely. 100%. Because the majority of the stuff on there, when you see something that sounds so crazy, oh, man. like a former player and uh, – just don't believe that stuff. Yeah. Wait for the news to come out with the with the facts. I agree. Wait. I agree. I had two days ago, two days after this happened, people going, hey, did this really happen? Did this really? I'm like, no. Yeah. Stay off the rumor mill. Right. Stay out of that kind of stuff. It's not real. Yeah. Th- this is a man who made a huge mistake. Well, allegedly made a huge mistake. Right. Uh, it's going to have to go to court in January 4th and all that other stuff. But right. to make it even worse, by bringing up Steve Taylor into the rumors yeah. and bringing oh, all these people yeah. in, all that right. stuff, that's horrible. I know. And it's, 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 it's the toughest thing. Like, I worked in news for 17 years. Mm-hmm. I was a reporter, anchor in news for 17 years. And the biggest change I always tell people is the immediacy of news. Right. Because you can put something on Twitter right, right. now and automatically it's out to everybody. But people will rather be first than be right. You know, it, well, it, there is a competition that you're going to have against stations in your market, and you want to beat them. Right. But yes, you want to beat them in the right way. You want to beat yeah. them with facts. You want to yeah. beat them with a deeper part of the story. You want to find something that they didn't cover, you cover. Yeah. I get all that, but it, that was one of the more embarrassing things. Yeah. That's happened. Oh, for sure. For a long time. Right. And not just what happened with your interim coach, but right. also what happened just what people were saying afterwards. Yeah. It was it was right. tough. To, it was tough to watch. Yeah, it really and for, was. And for me, um, it, and also it's been, I spent the next four hours. Yeah, calling around, checking with Andrew Zaki and Lincoln, KTV yeah. bureau reporter, calling <laughs> Bell, Brian West Hospital right. to see if Steve Tell was. I mean, I yeah. spent four hours. I don't even do this anymore. No, and no I spent no. four hours of that for thing. sure. Right. So you know, I stop that. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I personally feel like. Um, um, it's un- obviously it's an unfortunate situation. Sure. By no means uh, do uh, I personally oh, sure. condone uh, any type of domestic violence at all. Right, right. Uh, but I just want to kind of speak to uh, the topic of controversy selling. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I've read I've read uh, a tweet. Just you know, you know, we all go through things and see the what's trending and all. Sure. I've seen an individual 
go all the way back and cheer for Mickey Joseph and everything that that he was intending on doing as interim coach. Yeah. But also in the same Twitter fingers say, oh, get him out of there. Or like just the, the most negative thing. Right. And for me, I just kind of feel like um, some people get caught up more with winning. Some, yeah, sure. Some people get caught up more with not liking him as an individual. Uh, and then others just get caught up on the he say, she say. Right. And to me, um, I think the biggest frustration about the situation is, I mean, if you sometimes have you ever met a person, you feel like you know him just by watching them on TV? Oh, yeah. Well, I just, mean, when you work in the news, everybody. Yeah, yeah they, they you know, I mean, you. this yeah, dude. Yeah, yeah. Look, right. I mean, everybody I mean, thinks they know you. He, he had it, you yeah, know, like yeah, yeah. his heart yeah. should is is the is should be the culture of Nebraska. Right. And for me, uh, I just honestly feel like. Um, I just think it's tough. Like, I'm not even trying to tread lightly. I just get lost for words because... Well, I understand. It's, difficult. it's a difficult conversation. Yeah. I covered courts for about a decade, and there's not, uh, judges, attorneys, police officers will all tell you the hardest case to deal with is domestic violence. Yeah, by exactly, far, yeah. Because it's usually just two people there, and you have to... It's he, she, she said, you know, that kind of thing. It's right. really difficult. But I will say this. Overall... Whatever happens will happen in the courts. Every whatever happens will happen to just yeah. some, let, and let them it play do their out. job. Yeah, let them exactly. play out. And yeah. Then and, and, and the yeah. thing is, it's almost like the speculations comes from people wanting him to fail or people just yeah. wanting to start something. You yeah. know, like yeah. it's yeah. kind of tough. And and I think the the greatest detriment to his character is the defamation and how that's just out in general. It's almost like Rather, it comes out and he's on the right side of justice, or, or especially if he is on the right side. Yep. It's like people will see him in that light regardless. There, there's nothing. Once you, I used to, I always say this to people this is the new era. The top paragraph of your Wikipedia yep. is your life. Yep. You will build for your entire life your entire Wikipedia. But the thing that you did that they know the most for is the top. Amen. OJ yeah. played, ran for 2,003 yards. Yeah. OJ was an actor. OJ. OJ allegedly killed two people, right? right? That's going to always be the top. Yeah. And that's, no, exactly. that's what's going to happen to people. And, that, yeah. and that's what I, I lament tough, and have yeah. compassion for it, uh, yeah. Coach Joseph. So I hope everything yeah. works out in favor. I hope justice does get served yeah. for the right side. You know, I'm not without any speculation yeah, of yeah. anything happening. It, 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 a lifetime to build a reputation, it takes two minutes to destroy a reputation. Ah, man. Uh, before we end this whole thing, one, one thing that's happening right now that is really amazing is what happened with Creighton Soccer. Yeah, oh, um, my God. I have, I have covered – championships across <laughs> every level of sports. I've never covered a team that goes to the College Cup. I'm going to tell you something. I didn't know it was called the College Cup until a couple days ago. <laughs> I, feel you. I didn't know they played in Cary, North Carolina until yeah. a couple days ago. But, right. but Creighton's going to be playing Syracuse. Right. Has advanced what a job by Johnny Torres. Incredible job oh, they've yeah, done for there. Sure. And you have a situation now where they have a chance to play for a national championship. They'll be in the Final Four there. My God. Play Syracuse. The other side of it is right. – uh, Who's on the other side? It's, it's Pitt's. Pittsburgh and Indiana. Right. Um, just, you know, give them all yeah. the credit in the world for the right. job they've done. It's no, definitely. Yeah, I often, um, when I'm down at the games, talk to uh, the new athletic director, uh, Marcus Blossom. Blossom, yeah. And um, I ask, because I'm, I'm going to uh, Vegas, or we're going to Vegas. Sorry. Yes, we are. Yeah, we're, we'll be in Vegas, you know, to see the basketball team. Right. But I say, hey, are you coming down to Vegas? He said, man, our programs are on fire. They I are. Might, I might have to make it to the soccer. I might not see you, man. So yeah. congratulations to the soccer team. Yeah, that's Friday yeah. on the 9th when they play uh, against Syracuse. Yeah. So that's something to follow. That's you. Yeah, you mentioned because, I mean, volleyball got knocked out of the yeah. tournament, but they were playing very yeah. well. They went uh, far. Kirsten Bernthal Booth is one of my favorite coaches in the whole state yep. um, because of what she preaches. You yep. know, She preaches the student athlete. Yep. 
getting rest, doing your work, doing everything you're supposed to do yeah, right. She's a firecracker. She is. Oh, my God. She is. <laughs> she's, she's a tons of energy. You know what? She's a former tennis player. Yeah. <laughs> I love former tennis players as a tennis player myself. Um, but, she, but she does a great job with those right. young women developing, right. and they go on yep. to very successful lives, and that's yes. the only goal you can have as exactly. a Exactly. Yeah. Winning is great, but if you can make them into yeah. great adults – but can you it's imagine maybe the, the secret to success and the formula to win the championships and building people versus building athletes, mm-hmm. and you'll end up having a top athlete by building a great person? That's right. Man. That's right. Yep. Yeah, Creighton, we're on to something. If you could do both, <laughs> and Creighton <laughs> has been certainly doing that, and, and good luck to the soccer team right. uh, coming up this past weekend. Now, we have several things to give away Yeah. as part of this uh, podcast and yeah. show. We have, is it four tickets to go see Butler? Well, yeah, two Two tickets? That's two all tickets? you got, man? Oh, two tickets? No, man. I'm just playing. <laughs> so we got two tickets to give away. Are we going to draw for those? Do we know how we're going to do those? We have tickets to give away, plus we have a $100 gift card to Hell Varsity Club as well to nice. give away. Do we know nice. how we're doing this, Philip? Don't, don't you look at me like, you know, you know something. I just say, hey, I say we have a rock, hat out. Uh, no, we should have a rock, paper, scissors uh, tournament. <laughs> Rochambeau? Ro- Ro- yeah, winner take all. <laughs> well, we're also, before everybody leaves, yeah. make sure you grab a Let It Fly t-shirt for as sure. well. And this is the Let It Fly lager. I see, hey, I see people around at the games. It's a hot commodity right now. It man. is, really it is. Yeah, yeah, go ahead and get you one. Now, I can't, I can't talk about it. I haven't had a drink in 20 years, but from yeah. what I understand – it's delicious. It is. Yeah. Yeah, he, you talking to me like I had the drink. No, I don't I'm, know. I'm Maybe you've had it. I don't know. Some, somebody's had it. No, right. like it at the game. So let it fly lager up here as well. And we want to definitely give you a T-shirt. Right. And uh, we also want, of course, like I say, give away the stuff we're going to do. Yeah, for we'll sure. probably do is put everybody's name in a hat. Yeah, right. We'll pull it out and yeah, do Yeah, we got to give it away, though. Yeah. That's the, the point. Our next show will be after or before Creighton plays BYU yep. in Vegas. Right. We'll do a preview there. We'll have a player on as well talking about that. And I know that we'll, for the third show, yep. we'll have Coach – I think no, no. Third show we'll have on Mike Miller. Yes. Who is responsible yeah, for, responsible for this, all this. The Let It Fly yeah, bar Also, well, you yeah. got to mention, I mean, everybody knows, yeah. but, I mean, Mike Miller's an NBA champion. I know. Two-time. Two Two-time time champion. NBA I champion. saw him in uh, – I was in Sioux Falls yesterday. Right. And saw him uh, at the Let It Fly bar there in Sioux Falls. That's what's up. He was uh, – it's incredible. He's just walking around, and everybody wants to take a picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's cool to be famous. Yeah. But that would get a little tired. <laughs> and he's got to kind of bend down because yeah. he's so tall. But he's to all take for pictures. it, though, even when we oh, do yeah, the TV everybody. Every, I mean, everybody. He's watching the game. Yep. He'll turn, take a picture. Watch the game, turn, take a picture. With like everybody clockwork. there, he yeah, went through sure. the whole restaurant yep. and took a picture. And, of course, we'll see him out here. That'll be awesome. built in Omaha in the Capital District as well. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. That's going to be awesome. It's a fun but, year. But as I said, the next uh, show will be in Vegas. Yeah. And we'll be doing it from there. We'll do two shows from Vegas. Yeah. Then we'll come back. I'll have my knee replaced. Oh, man. And then we'll do another show the following yeah. week after that. I believe on the 21st will be the one we'll do after that. But again, we want to thank Omaha Steaks for being a part of this. Yeah. Um, remind you about the Let It Fly Lager that we have. Yeah. Um, and Let It Fly Sports Bar, which is going to be opening yeah. uh, around Memorial Day, which is going to be awesome. I got to say it's about Omaha yeah. Steaks. Yeah. Every party, every holiday, yeah. everything I do on my grill. Omaha, Omaha Steaks. Oh, my God. Here, here's the thing. I can guarantee you. I guarantee, like, like Denzel Washington yep. would say, I guarantee <laughs> if you send someone a box of Omaha Steaks, yeah. they will be happy. Guarantee. Guar- some things don't fit. Right. Some things may be the wrong color. Right. A box of Omaha Steaks is never, yeah. ever the wrong color. Yeah, right. Fit. It's perfect for everybody. <laughs> so do that. Uh, it's the holidays, so it's a good time to do that as well. Right, and right. also, if you are a restaurant and interested in carrying Omaha Steaks food service products, you can reach out to them as well, yep. and, uh, and they'll be very happy to yep. hear from you. So we appreciate everybody coming out. One in the books. Um, Let's make some noise. Al, we appreciate Al Lopez, who is the big man in charge. Yep, appreciate big you, Big Al, Al as yep. well. Uh, Sasha Durkin for being yep. part of the producing Thank product, you. getting all this fixed as well. Uh, Pat Stafford who is truly one of the best-looking ball men I've ever known. 
Um, all, all that as yeah. well. We appreciate it. And then all my them. favorite, you yeah. guys. Make some noise for Yeah, yourself. thank you very much for coming we out. We appreciate it. Thank you very much. This, of course, will go up every time we do a podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. You check it out as well. We want to thank everybody for coming out. It's Let It Fly Show again. Catch us again next week. We'll be in Vegas. We'll be doing a show on, uh, on Saturday. Yes. See you for, soon. for Josh Jones, I'm Michael Severe. Let It Fly Show.